everyone, what is up? My name is Elissa, and welcome back to Holy Human, the show where we talk about life, death, and all topics in between through the eyes of, you guessed it, a human. Today I am here with Abby, and we will be talking about success and the possible downfalls of success. Everyone wants to find happiness and success in the crafts that they love and are passionate about. However, Are there any downsides and is there any negativity in regards to success? We talk about that and more in today's episode of Holy Human, so if you're interested, keep on listening. So the first thing I want to do is introduce my guest, Abby. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Abby Hansen. I'm a senior at Noblesville High School. Um, Here, I guess I'm going to be talking about my writing, specifically my poetry. Cool. Um, And so just a few disclaimers for this particular episode. We are in no way stating that we are the best at anything that we do. The moral of this whole podcast is just the downfalls of being successful in whatever it is that you do. Because lots of people want to find success in the things that they're passionate about. And I have known somewhat from experience, and I feel like Abby has known as well, that sometimes there are downsides to people commenting that they like what you do. We are in no way saying that we are the best at anything, and some people can even argue that we're not successful at all. And you know what? That's okay. But today we wanted to tackle this topic, and I chose Abby because Abby is a very is very talented at something and we're going to let Abby say what that is. So, Abby, what do people know you for? Um, well, I would say my shenanigans, but I think in this context you're talking <laughs> about um my award-winning scholastic poem last year. Right. Um I won an American Voices uh award at the national level that means best in Indiana of all ages and categories of writing and also a gold medal which is kind of um the top award for any particular piece right um that sounds really really like no, arrogant I mean you I should I should clarify it. for your audience that when you when you asked me to uh to talk about like being the best I was like girl you got the wrong person yes Abby was very <laughs> hesitant about this particular episode but I chose her based on the fact that I know that people have talked to her about how they like her work and I know that I've gotten similar things in regards to musical ability. And I have never heard Abby be arrogant at all. And I try very hard never to be arrogant because I feel like that's a really bad attribute to have. So that is no way what we're doing on this episode. But I wanted to ask you. So you are a writer. Mm-hmm. You like to write. Um, all types of writing. And how do you feel about people knowing you for your writing? Um, I think it's really cool if somebody comes up to me and they're like, hey, I really liked your poem. I really connected with it. That's the coolest feeling on planet Earth. I remember um, the first time feeling that was actually when I was in sophomore English with mm-hmm. you and uh, Mr. Richards had me read my Thanksgiving poem. Right. That was the first. Um, I got nominated for the American Voices Award that year. Um, it was one of the five that got nominated from Indiana. Um, Which is I did, a huge deal. I, I, didn't, I didn't win that year, but um, it's still one of my favorite poems that I've written. And I had like three people come up to me after class and they're like that was that was great I connected to that and that was like the coolest feeling in the world but I should clarify me personally and that's one of the reasons that I didn't know if I was the best fit for this Mm -hmm. is my writing is just how I make sense of things it's you know it's how I sort things out I know people everybody knows the type of writer that's like 
you know, I'm going to publish some novel. I'm going to be famous by the time I hit 30. I'm going to make money off of this. This is like my goal. This is my life. Um, and writing's more of an all-consuming passion for me personally. Good. I mean, anything that you do, I feel like should be a passion. And part of the reason why I wanted to do this episode um, in particular is because I've been thinking about this a lot lately and about how when you or someone tends to be good at something, according to other people, um, it tends to kind of, in a way, take over your identity and becomes what everyone thinks of you as. So like in your case, like you're the good writer. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about how when you're talented at something, that's all people know you for. And is that fair? Mm-hmm. Is that a good thing? Should we, should we um, think that that's a good thing? You know. Yeah. And so that's kind of the lens that we're taking on. Um, but I also want to get your opinion on that as well. What do you think about that particularly? I think there's definitely a lot of validity in that. I know a lot of people who just see me you know, as the writer and and nothing else, you know, like whenever I crack a joke, display any sort of humor, people are always surprised. They're like, wow, didn't know you, you know, had a sense of humor. Yeah. Um, which is like kind of a backhanded compliment. Um, but, (laughs) but yeah, I do, I consider myself and like everyone, um, a very multifaceted person. Mm -hmm. And while writing and poetry is something that I hold dearly probably you know one of my greatest loves it's not the only thing about me there's yeah and if it if it was then I would be a really boring person maybe I am (laughs) I agree and I've noticed that people tend to compliment people about their abilities whether that's art music or whatever and they truly do mean the best they really do want to compliment you for your work but sometimes I feel like as the person who has that ability or the ability that they're talking about, it's sometimes not something you want to hear all of the time. And I know that seems weird, but that will become clearer as this episode continues. And so my next question would be, what are some of the comments that you have gotten on your work? Because I know you kind of talked about that in the beginning a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so like recognitions are just things personally people have told me. Just both. Like, what are some of the recognitions and then what are some of the personal comments that you've gotten? Well, um, as you probably know, um, I've taken creative writing once. Um, I'm in it for my second round. Um, And one of the things Mr. Kinley always says is the goal of writing is to make someone feel something. And anytime somebody's like, your work made me feel, then then I'm golden. I'm good. I've done what I set out to do. Um, Hopefully it doesn't make them feel bad but if it is something that's intended to do that if it's meant to you know send a message then then that's great Mm -hmm. so have those comments all like positively affected you because from what I'm hearing you think that that is a good thing for the most part um it is hard to like I mean I'm not horrible at taking criticism I like to know what people honestly think this Mm -hmm. ties into my love of journalism I want to know um if you don't like what I write and, and why so I can improve um like I'm the very um type of person that's like broccoli in my teeth tell me let me know mm-hmm. you know yeah um but also um I feel like sometimes uh the criticism isn't always helpful especially when you're this young I remember mm. um Mr. Kinley didn't tell me he was gonna do this and um it was okay it was it was a really great honor um he had me read one of my poems um in class kind of unexpectedly and I saw um 
one kid, you know, kind of make a face and just say something that wasn't really very nice about what I had written. Right. Um, and I wouldn't say that that, like, significantly impacted me, but, you know, you're never going to write something everybody likes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just such a sensitive person that when it's not constructive criticism, you know, it kind of sucks and I take it right. to heart when I shouldn't. I do think, like, all creative people are at least a little bit sensitive. I'm a Pisces, I think, man. Right. <laughs> I am very sensitive. And, like, I take criticism okay, but, like, inside my brain, I'm always very sensitive to those things. Because I don't are think... Are you? Yes. Yes, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, have you had a lot of people in your life kind of push you away because... Maybe you're being recognized more for your writing than most? Not consciously. Like, I don't, nobody's come up to me and been like, you know, this is too much. You know, you care about this too much because I don't think that's the case. I think I write so sporadically. Mm-hmm. There are times where I'll recede into myself, but I don't think anybody, let me think about this. <laughs> it's hard You question. know, writing is, is such a paradoxical thing because I, I do it to connect to people, but at the same time, it's such an obsession that it drives me away from people. So this thing that I'm doing to make sense of the world, to connect with others, is is, is driving a wedge between me and other people, I feel like, sometimes. Okay. And poetry is one of those things where it's, it's so stereotyped, so typecast, that um, that if you tell somebody, hey, I write poetry, they're going to think of you a certain way, and that's right. going to be really that hard to true. change. That is absolutely true. Um, I think there's only been a couple times where I would say anybody's truly gotten jealous, and it always baffles me that people would be jealous uh, of me because I just, think, I just think that that's funny. I don't have enough confidence, mm-hmm. I guess, as a writer. I, like, it always blows me away when people have enough confidence to, to think what they're writing is like amazing, a godsend, because like, I have such a hard time, even when people are telling me positive things, mm-hmm. to believe them. Yeah. Um, I've had a couple people that I feel like, you know, I had some friendships recently that I feel like there was, there was an instance of jealousy there. Um, and it just, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't good. It, it made both of us not feel great. Um, but another thing is too, and I, I, I try not to, um, you know, say creativity is any one thing. People have to realize that an award is not the same thing as good work, you know? That's true. That is absolutely true. Went off on a tangent there. (laughs) No, that's absolutely true. Um, I know for me personally, it was in middle school when a lot of kids would be, would kind of not push me away, but they would tell me to sing quieter in choir or that I paid the director to give me solos. I heard that from one person. I doubt that was a big thing. But... I do think, you know, there is validity to the it's lonely at the top, which is when I was talking to my innovations teacher, he he was saying that or no, actually, I think a friend was saying that. But um, I mean, it's true. What would you think about that phrase? I think that's 100 percent true. I think all writers are inherently lonely, and I think that's part of the reason they write. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with that, you know, comes both inspiration and um kind of a pressure to perform you know lately I've been through the worst writer's block of my life and part of it was through the tumultuous friendships I told you about just like you know questioning not only my writing but who I was as a person Mm -hmm. am I a good person you know writers being sensitive we think a lot about that um and so I just I couldn't write I was worried that whatever I did it wouldn't live up to people's expectations of me um I, I went through months long, um, a months long phase where I just, I was not writing, but I'm getting out of it. Um, That's good. yeah, yeah. Right in time for Scholastic portfolios are coming up. 
Um, and you know, it's a good feeling to, to get right back into the lightning strikes right nonstop mode. Mm. Have you, you were talking about pressure. Have you ever felt pressure to like do a writing club or to continue writing like either for a career or whatnot? Have you ever felt pressure from other people to do yeah, those types of things? For sure. I feel like anytime I'm not really sure what I want to do with my life. Somebody's like, well, writing's what you love. You should do that. I mean, it is. But I don't know if I have what it takes to, to have that as a career. I don't know if that's the right decision. It's such mm-hmm. a risky thing. Yeah. And, and like I mentioned before, I write for myself. I write to make sense of the world. I write to connect with people to understand. I don't write for success. And, I mean, that's a definitely a, a, an ingredient that you need to have to make it career-wise. So I do feel like, you know, whenever I ask anybody for advice, you know, that's their first answer. You know, just go into what you're good at. But it's not like... I'm good at welding, you know, like where I have a certain job in place. So for you, would you say it's more fear of doing it or would it be like you're not sure if that's what you want to do? That's kind of a complicated question. Being such a young person, being at this time where we're questioning who we are, we're figuring it all out, Mm -hmm. coupled with figuring out who you are as a writer is just, and I'm throwing that around a lot. I'm a writer, guys. You write, um, <laughs> so I mean, by technicality, you are. Yeah, a I try not to describe myself as a writer because writers are assholes, man. It's just a rule of mm-hmm. thumb. Name a writer, they're probably terrible. <laughs> probably like some kind of criminal, pedophile. All the beats were pedophiles. That's a tangent. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> um, just talking about for you, is it more fear driven that you don't want to do it, or is it like I'm really not sure if this is what I want to do for the rest I of my life? I think honestly, part of the reason I'm questioning it is because it is so fear driven. I feel like everything I write has to be good. Everybody has to like it, mm-hmm. and that's never what it was about for me. But it's become that. I think that's mm-hmm. why you know I'm I'm struggling so much now. I know for me. Um, I feel this very intense pressure to make singing and music my career, even though the passion has somewhat dwindled down. And I think that's such an important thing that talent does not equal passion. Mm. It never has. It never will. Right. Um, You can be very talented at something and not be passionate about it. And I feel like a lot of people who see people who are good at things just assume that that's what they're going to do and yeah. assume that's what they choose. And if they say that they're not going to choose that, they're like, why? Yeah. And they almost get, like, angry. Because mm-hmm. I know um, one of my friends was telling me that she told them that maybe I wasn't going to do music for my career. And they were literally like, that's a shame. Oh. You know, have you ever gotten anything like that? <sighs> yeah, 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 I have, actually. Um, you know, it's so funny because everybody, you know, has that story of my parents don't really support what I want right. to do. Um, you know, I, I told them that I wanted to be an English major. I told them I wanted to do music production in college and, and they're very skeptical. So I have mm-hmm. to, you know, double major in, in public relations or in business or something like that. My parents are kind of the opposite. You know, I feel like they're to the point where they support my writing so much that, um, doing anything else is not even like worth considering. Um, which is, is it has its pros and cons. I love it. I love that they support me. It feels great, but at the same time, um, if I need advice in in more practical areas, you know, uh, I'm not getting it. Right. And I just feel, like, almost shameful that I may not do that for the rest of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's hard because all of these adults put so much pressure, I feel like, on people who they think are talented at something. And this goes for any field. And... 
I don't think that's warranted. I don't think that's fair. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of leads me to my next talent. Or <laughs> next talent? Okay. <laughs> my next question, mm-hmm. um, which is, do you feel used by others, like, for your talents? Because I know, like, there have been times when your writing has been shown during class. Mm-hmm. Do you almost feel, like, used? And I know that's kind of a weird term. Um, you know, I've never, I've always been lucky to, when somebody shares my work, it's usually from a place of support, you know, mm-hmm. they know that I'm a little bit shy about it. Um, I remember sophomore year, um, Mr. Richards was like, he, um, he made some reference to Emily Dickinson. Um, and if you know Emily Dickinson, you know that she wasn't famous until after she died. She wrote all these, these famous poems now. She, mm-hmm. she put them in, in, in storage. She never, she maybe sent them a couple times, but she never really sent them for whatever the reason, probably maybe that she was worried she wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And then afterwards, a family member found it and was like, this is good stuff. And now she's one of the most famous American poets ever. And he said something along the lines of like, you know, we have some people in this classroom who are like Emily Dickinson, who are too afraid to share their works. This was before I submitted to Scholastic for the first time. Um, And that was really the push that I needed. And Mm -hmm. so when he shared my work in class, yeah, it was terrifying, but I think it was important too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had anybody that's like, and it's never really come from a negative place. And even when Mr. Kenley did it, um, you know, it, it felt good afterwards because there were more people that liked it than didn't like it. And also I just, I needed to put myself out there. I get you. I get you. And that's super cool. Um, I know for me personally, um, when people start to like notice your work, at first, I feel like it's really great and awesome, and you're, like, really honored, and you still are honored till the end. I mean, when people go out of their way to compliment you, that's that's incredibly powerful, and that's very nice. But I also know that for music in particular, um, there is an element that you are born with, and so I've always made the analogy of it's kind of like someone looking at you and saying, oh my gosh, I love your, I love your brown hair. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, that's a compliment, and that's great, but like... But it takes hard work, too. I mean, sure, yes, music does take hard work, but almost, in a way, I feel like I cheated the system, Mm. because I was born with something that maybe Mm. not everyone has, and so when people, like, just compliment me on those types of things, sometimes it's hard. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. I think most kinds of creativity, especially, you know, in, in, in Hamilton County, is like that. I mean... I had the luck to grow up in a family that supported me. I had the luck to be in a creative community, mm-hmm. um, at a school with a great English program. Right. I mean, this was, uh, I had the luck to be read to a lot as a child, to be a very voracious reader who my parents bought books for. Mm-hmm. Um, those things definitely all played a role in, into why I am who I am. Like, I don't think that just magically happened. I think a lot of it has to do with socioeconomics. Um, and... I'm grateful for that, but at the same time, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like, I kind of feel like I didn't work for it, I don't deserve it, mm-hmm. um, and it does kind of feel like the, I'm being complimented on something that I was lucky enough to have. Yeah, um, so my question, because you were talking about identity, um, so how does, like, writing fit into your identity? Um, I think they're inseparable, my identity and, and my you know, talent. Um, uh, it's the first thing that people associate me with, I think, most of the time, um, other than my terrible fashion sense. <laughs> um, and a big part of it is just, um, 
it's like I've mentioned before, not to beat a dead horse, but it's how I make sense of the world. It's, mm-hmm. it's, that's how it really ties in. Um, anytime, you know, I'm talking about what I'm passionate about is the first thing that comes up. Um, and I think just the nature of the beast when it comes to creative pursuits like writing is that, you know, you're obsessive with them. You know, you go through moments where you're just so engrossed that you don't eat or sleep. And that's, that's definitely me. It's not healthy. Never got to the, you know, drugs bit, you know, right, not the, right. not the not Stephen yet, King cocaine yet. phase. That hasn't happened yet. Um, yet. Right, um, <laughs> right. But, um, so I think it, it's, it's almost a little bit of a dangerous aspect to my identity. Um, not in the like fun danger way, but more in the just like, you know, to be a writer, you have to have that perfect, happy, sad balance. Um, you know, it's, it's gotta be just right. You have to be just the right amount of sad. You have to be just the right amount of energized, you know, mm-hmm. not too tired where you're collapsing, but, but not energized enough where you could be doing anything else. And it has to come from a place of impulse. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's shaped me to be a more self-destructive, impulsive person, but also to be a more creative person who, who wants mm-hmm. to, you know, change the world, make people feel, right. tell stories. How would you say, like, the success of that has shaped you as a person? Because you talked about how writing has shaped you, but how was, like, the, the compliments, the mm. all of the things that... I wish I could say it gave me a big head because maybe that would be maybe that would help me, you know, mm. churn out more. Um, but or, I mean, did it change you? It may not have changed it at I all. I think the biggest way, I think it just added to the pressure. And while it's helpful, like, honestly... Um, being a sensitive person, I care a lot about what people think, even when I shouldn't. So it's nice to hear like, hey, you did a great job with this. That's great. But also I feel like there's expectations. You know, I have mm. to deliver another gold medal. Yeah. I have to, you know, write something groundbreaking, amazing, something no one's ever seen before. And and that's impossible. And that's a high standard to put mm-hmm. on yourself. Exactly. Yeah, I just think the pressure is incredible for people who end up being successful in Mm -hmm. any field of study um other than pressure what to you would be if you could say one like the worst part of being quote-unquote successful Hmm. it's kind of a hard question if there is one I mean if it's not hard to be successful then that's totally valid as well other than pressure um I would say well I haven't gotten to the point where you know like Success, success. Success, yeah, I know. success. But um, I do think that there's... People think of you a certain way. They they automatically assume that you're like... I don't know. They assume that your success has made you an asshole. Yeah. Um, which is fair um, for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, no. Honestly, I don't think there's been too many downfalls. I do think that like, and this, this sounds so self-absorbed to say, but I do think that, and weird to say for me, because I Mm -hmm. I never thought I would say this. I do think there's been instances where people have been jealous of me. I would say that's the next thing that people automatically assume that just because you enjoy what you're doing and people think that you're good at it, that automatically whatever they're doing is not good. Mm -hmm. Those things don't tie in together, you know, like everybody can be good. I I don't care what, how people say, like only one can be the best, whatever. That's dumb. Yeah. Um, I, I do think it's different um, in creative versus, like, STEM fields. I think there's a different idea of success. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's different pressures, too. Um, you know, lonely at the top. I mean, think of your 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 top STEM people right now. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, yeah. um, Bill Gates. Well, I guess Bill Gates is married. 
Oh, Mark Zuckerberg. That's what, who I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all people that just seem kind of, they're famous for who they are. Um, they're not known to necessarily be very nice people. It seems like they've been kind of cutthroat, at least that's the public perception, yeah. in getting to the top. And I'm sure that is a, is a whole different ballgame. Yeah, I think with people who are successful, especially in that sense, like, again, like, tying with this whole, like, identity thing, like, we don't know their true identities. And honestly, I mean, I wouldn't say that I, like, look up who they actually are as a person, like, mm-hmm. on Google. It's always about what they do. Oh, I it's do. Always I like, love knowing all the juicy really? stuff. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no. that's good that you do that. Um, well, because I, I feel yeah. like it's important... Because just because they're successful, you know, you don't, you shouldn't strip away someone's identity just because they're Mm -hmm. successful. We are still people and we are multifaceted. We are not just our craft. You are not just a writer, you know. This is, this is something, um, not to interrupt. No, um, totally. You're hitting on something that I find completely fascinating. I think about all the time. Good. Separating the art from the artist. I personally am so bad at it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there are so many writers that I can't read anymore. I can't stand anymore. And honestly, I never really liked from the start because I feel like what they're writing is disingenuous because they were horrible human beings. Mm -hmm. Take, for example, Lord Byron, known womanizer, child molester, just all around terrible person. But he wrote this these beautiful romantic poems all about love and and emotions that he probably never experienced being a huge narcissist. Right. Um, And so that, to me, you know, really takes away from it. And you every once in a while you'll hear about these music artists. It'll come out that there's some kind of scandal. um, Yeah. And and. You know, once I hear that, personally, it's really hard for me to to reconcile that those are different things. The art and the artist, you can still value the art without the artist. Because, I mean, just this is just me personally. I think that they're inherently tied. How do you you feel about that? I think, I mean, I agree. It's hard for me as well because I know there was some person who I heard about had there was the thing about them possibly beating their wife Mm. and I was so kind of upset about it because I was like I love this person's movies and I didn't want to Johnny Depp yeah it is Johnny Depp actually (laughs) I didn't want to like hate him because if I hated him like how could I watch his movies you know what I mean and logistically I think we shouldn't I think we should separate them but I think as humans it's hard yeah But I also think, you know, I don't know Johnny Depp as a person. Mm. I just know Johnny Depp as the actor. Mm. And I don't know if that's necessarily fair either. Yeah. I mean, because we don't know the people who we look up to. Yeah. In regards to celebrities. We don't know them. I was just talking to somebody today how weird it is that we, you know, Stan Lee died recently. Mm -hmm. How weird it is that we mourn celebrities' deaths so much. We don't know them as, as people. We don't know what they're like. We don't know what they're their other passions are you know we're just talking about being treated as multifaceted people but we don't do that with celebrities right I mean we don't we don't and you can even see it in the lower um levels of just like you your work being shown in class you know people didn't think of you as Abby Hansen they thought of you as oh you're the writer or like for me they think of me oh she's the girl who riffs you know and it's like we're more than that and I feel like I I know people other people have experienced this as well Mm. Um, because again, we are not the most successful in our craft. We are not at all claiming that. Mm. But you know, I do feel like we don't get to know the person, and then we can't separate the person from the art. And then, so I mean, I think there are two contrasting different things. Like sometimes we can't separate the person from the art, mm. 
but we don't actually know who that person is. You know, it's very interesting. That's it for today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. And now I'm going to give Abby a chance to promo what she has been working on lately. So uh, how, as I talked about earlier, I've got my my hands in a lot of different pots. Is that a saying? I sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of which is the new literary magazine at NHS, uh, the NHS Grain. Um, and it's not just for NHS, it's just for central Indiana, for young writers. Um, to, to showcase their work, to, to feel like um, more connected and a creative, that's the word, type community. Um, and so it's for both young writers and young artists. Uh, any type of writing and art is accepted. Um, more submission details are available at the website, thenoblesvillegrain.com. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, submission deadline for our first issue is actually tomorrow, but we might have to extend it. So go ahead and submit even if you're a couple days late we'll probably still look over it still look at it um and you know as i've talked about this all the fear of being a writer put yourself out there and and connect with other people and get that support that you need um to be successful and to combat the perils of success absolutely um if you want to contact me i do have a linkedin account and so does abby Mm -hmm. um and we will be putting our names into the description down below so you can find that also if you want to be part of this show email me at elissamaudlininquiries at gmail.com thank you so much for listening and i hope you tune in for the next episode